All right, so welcome everyone to Roselle Bible College's uh, launch of our podcast. This is a chapel follow-up podcast we're here. Uh, my name's Erica, and I'm a staff member at Rosedale. Um, and I'm here with two other gentlemen. Uh, Matt is a student here. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Matt. Yeah, my name's Matthew Overholt. I'm from South Carolina, Macon, South Carolina. First year student. Uh, didn't actually, you know, wasn't sure if I'd ever come to Rosedale, but uh, here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's a good time, right? Oh, it's a great time. Great time. A little good. scary at the beginning, but it's good. It's good. good. Highly recommended. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Um, and then Rich over here, Rich Peachy, is, was with us in chapel, and so I'll let him go ahead and introduce himself a little bit before we get, get Yeah, going. hello, everybody. My name is Rich Peachy. The uh, reason I think I was asked to share is because of my career. I uh, 20 years in the uh, telecom, silicon development, design uh, industry, uh, chip designer. I work for Intel currently. I uh, started with Lucent Technologies in my career through uh, various um, corporate spinoffs, mergers, acquisitions. I've been with five different companies, but never lost my job, uh, just the way it happened. Uh, currently with Intel. Um, been in, living in central Ohio in the Rosedale area for the last four years, uh, since I got married to my beautiful bride, Bethany. Uh, prior to that, I was living in eastern Pennsylvania, grew up in central Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Thanks. Yeah. So we're here. I should have specified this is a chat our pathways chapel. So the, the theme of the pathways is to bring in different speakers and people who essentially have where God has led them vocationally and how it ties into the kingdom, into his plan there. Um, just kind of learning um, from other people's stories and how God led them. Um, so just diving right in, Rich. Um, so what made you like what was the spark interest in? chip design with Intel? How'd you, how'd you get there? How did I get there? That's, that's a good question. I was always interested in math. I was always interested in computers. Um, I don't think I've growing up, I would have said that I'm going to be a chip designer when I grew up because I probably didn't even know what that meant. Right. Uh, but in high school, I went to a very small school, Belleville Manate School, um, which was a great school, but uh, because of its size, didn't have a lot of the more advanced opportunities available. Um, I was exposed to some computers and had a chance to do an independent study on computer programming and enjoyed that. Uh, got to college. I, I went there uh, to Messiah College as a math major, um, but decided to do a, a computer science double major while I was there and just really enjoyed the, the programming and the computer aspect of it. Uh, took a year off, spent a year of voluntary service here at Rosedale, uh, which was part of my talk, um, and then got my master's degree from Kutztown University and had a professor there that really spoke into my life and really pushed me to my uh, potential and helped me get my foot in the door at Lucent Technologies. And that's really where I got into the industry. Um, but mostly what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, I've learned as I'm going along in my career. Um, so I, I don't know that even in grad school, I was thinking I'm going to be a chip designer. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wanted to be something in the technology industry, uh, something to do with computers. Uh, and this is just where, um, where God really has led me and how things mm -hmm. have fallen together. Which the chip would be like the brain of technology. Is that accurate? The storage for someone who it's, doesn't do chip design? It's the brain. Uh, <laughs> the chips that I work on, uh, those of you who are obviously familiar with cell phones, uh, your cell phones are talking to towers over radio waves. And whenever that communication hits the tower, it gets digitized, goes down the tower into what's known as a base station. And that base station connects that tower to the entire network across uh, the country, across the world. 
Um, the chips that I've been helping to, to create design over the past several years sit in that base station. So that's, mm. that's the chips that I've been working on. Gotcha. So what, like, so say um, someone is processing, pursuing a ch career um, with chip design or an engineering degree, what are some like skills or gifts or like, what kind of interest general do you have to have to kind of pursue that? Sure. So we'll just go with engineering, um, yeah. be a little more broad. Right. Um, anal uh, anal analytic skills are, are very important. So if you're really interested in numbers, interested in math, interested in seeing uh, and caring about the little details of a problem, mm -hmm. um, those are great skills to have. Um, just a desire to, to keep learning uh, mm -hmm. because... I, I find in my career, the more that I figure out, the more I realize I have to know that I have to figure out. So um, I constantly have to keep learning and keep pursuing um, knowledge and pushing myself that way. And, and somebody that wants to get into this type of field has to have that that kind of drive, that kind of desire to, to really do well. Mm -hmm. So if you hate the details, it's maybe not the... Not quite <laughs> yeah. what you should be looking at, <laughs> yes. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you talked to some in your chapel talk yesterday about the concept of like, what makes you tick? Correct. Is that ringing? Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? So I, I was using, I brought out several points. And my first main point was what makes you tick? And part of that, I, I just used that to introduce myself and to share some of my background, some of my childhood, uh, some of my upbringing. Uh, but really to just encourage the students to, you know, don't discredit where God placed you. Uh, in your family life and in, in whatever area you grew up in and all those experiences uh, because as i've been getting older uh, and able to look back i didn't appreciate everything back then but now i see how god's fingerprints were in all those things mm -hmm. and it's really those childhood things as you get to explore different things uh, in high school and whatnot um, that you really get to discover what your interests are what your passions are uh, get to find out things that you're really talented in that, and other things that you're not super talented in, which is great too. Uh, but just acknowledging that, you know, that's all part of the process of dis discovering where God wants you to go. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really uh, what I was trying to pull out with that, with that point of, you know, we all have a different story. We all have a different path, uh, but we can really learn and, and, uh, appreciate what God has given us um, through that that history that we have. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's the mindset of like, God doesn't want us to be bored, essentially. He doesn't Correct. want us to be miserable. He gives us desires and passions that, mm -hmm. that we can find into play. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there things from like your youth that you think of, like looking back now or like, oh yeah, like those things specifically that I was interested, like kind of led me? Are there like a few really key points there? Well, I, growing up, I was a Mennonite preacher's kid in a Mennonite Amish community, Belleville, Pennsylvania. Um, and you know, our family, I never really thought of our family as being poor, but we weren't wealthy either. Uh, so I really learned and saw from my parents uh, budgeting um, and a drive to, to do what it takes to provide for the family. My dad, besides being a pastor, had some other odd jobs. He was a basketball referee, um, baseball coach, and various things in the community um, just to help make ends meet. Uh, so I, I also learned how to, to really appreciate what I have and not waste things, not take things for granted. Um, and also in that community, just from my watching my parents, watching other relatives and other people in that community, learned a, a work ethic that I think has really uh, served me well. 
so those are some of the things that, that I can uh, point to as, as being very uh, formative in my, um, in my career. Um, yeah. So you mentioned earlier volunteering at RBC. How did that kind of, how did you land here, basically? Because you never came to here as a student. I never came here yeah. as a student, and I apologize during my chapel address. Um, <laughs> the current uh, enrollment services director took took offense at the fact that I never came as a student. Now, I, unfortunately, I was one of the, the people coming out of high school thinking that Rosedale just wasn't in my in my path. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> I think we've Matt, both been there, right? Yeah, <laughs> the same same thing with me. Right, same thing with me. Yeah. So I, I went to college right out of out of uh, high school, uh, Messiah College, for four years. Uh, but in the in my junior year, my pastor, who had tried to get me to come to Rosedale previously, um, came up to me once. I think it was during a spring break or something that I was home, and, and mentioned to me that that Rosedale had an opportunity, or they were looking for somebody to come and help with some computer stuff. He wasn't a very technical person. I think that's kind of how he phrased it. Um, at that time, John Showalter was the academic dean. Uh, I met with him that summer. He described the project, which was um, a project to, to replace and re- redesign uh, an antiquated system they had uh, for student records, which is, contains all the grades, tracks all the grades, and. Uh, generates transcripts, grade cards, that sort of things. Um, he, he explained that, you know, they were looking to do this. They didn't really have a lot of money to spend on this and wondered you know, if I'd come out on a volunteer basis and explain to me what that would be structured. Coming out of college, this is something that I thought that I could do well. I figured, you know, I'm doing really well in my database classes in college. Why can't I do it in the real world? Same thing, right? Exactly. Not a, not a bit of difference. Uh, so I agreed to, to come out. Actually, I think in October they invited me out for a weekend or, or something. So I got to see the campus and uh, meet some of the staff and interact with some of the students at that point. And uh, yeah, just decided that that would be a good break between uh, college and grad school mm-hmm. uh, for a year. So that's that was what brought me out to Rosedale first. I think it's cool too, just the concept of just like you were young, out of co- college or not even out of college yet, I guess, and just kind of saying yes to the opportunities in front of you. Is that a fair way of, of describing that? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair way of describing that. Um, yeah, I, I just yeah. seeing this door being open, knowing mm-hmm. that I, I kind of want to take a break. I wanted to go on for more schooling, but I kind of wanted to take a break, and this seemed like a good mm-hmm. fit. Yeah, and then 10, 15 years later, how long was it that you volunteered for, with, with RBC then? Well, are we going to get into the story well, of my volunteer to, experience? No, we don't have to go. <laughs> well, I was just going to mention that, that the volunteer experience, uh, I, I told you how I thought coming out of college I could handle this. Mm-hmm. Uh, got here and was dreaming big and telling people to dream big. Let's not just do a, a student records uh, software. Let's do a recruitment software, student records, alumni database mm-hmm all in one big combined package, integrated package, which sounds really good. Uh, and <laughs> it is a wonderful thing. And schools pay big bucks for these things now, uh-huh. because, as I discovered that uh, real world projects are a little more complicated than classroom assignments that right. you can finish in a, a, a semester. Uh, so it was pretty early on in my time here that I realized I was way over my head. <laughs> and you know, I shared this with the students too. My main point was don't be afraid to fail. Mm. And I was giving this as an example that, you know, that that primary objective for me being here ended up being a complete failure. Mm. Um, 
I did redeem some of my time. Uh, we launched our first website, Versdale's first website that year, and I helped Linford with some other uh, computer networking type things. But mm -hmm. the reason that I came here, I didn't deliver anything. And you know, that was humbling um, and realizing that it was a failure. But then you alluded to the fact that I, I started coming back. Um, one of the great things that I take from that year is I met some really great people, uh, mm -hmm. some of the staff and, and faculty here, including Phil Weber, who is the current academic dean. And I can't remember how many years after this, it was maybe two or three, maybe four years after um, that year of voluntary service. Uh, Phil contacted me, reached out to me and said, would you be willing to come for one week in the summer and help uh, him with some database projects that he was working on. Um, and I agreed to that partly, I think, to redeem myself, uh, but came out, had a good time of that week, um, just gave a week of my time, um, actually accomplished some things and, and got some things in place. Uh, the next spring rolled around and Phil contacted me again, would you come back another summer, another week in the summer? Uh, and that just continued, mm -hmm. uh, Phil, Phil, likes to call those weeks whiz weeks uh, <laughs> and I lost track somewhere between 10 and 15 years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, I came out and gave a, a week of my summer uh, to help RBC with website or, or database needs. Mm -hmm. Why not come to Rosedale for a vacation destination? Yeah, why not? Beautiful. Exactly. Sunsets. It's got good sunsets. <laughs> and it's windy. It so. is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned like the failures. I don't think it's cool just to see like when I hear that story, I think, oh, like your original intent was this plan, but it's like clearly God had other plans for your time volunteering at RBC. Like, right. It wasn't to launch this big database, but so many more other really great things came out of this original plan. Yeah. Um, it, it was really cool to look back on it and see how God redeemed that time mm -hmm. and how he was using it. Uh, not as I was expecting. I was expecting to produce this wonderful product that would Rosedale would use for many, many years. Right. Uh, the irony is the, the, the software they ended up having to purchase uh, because I didn't complete my project <laughs> um, was flawed in, in some significant ways. And in those 10, 15 years that I was coming out, I was tweaking and fixing issues with that software package. Mm -hmm. uh, so eventually I did accomplish what I set out to do. <laughs> uh, just so other people would give me a big head start. Right. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Uh, you also had a, a point, um, something along the lines of allowing seeds to grow or allowing people to invest in you. Um, do you want to elaborate just kind of how that, that. Grew? Sure. This, this is just another part of my story that, that I really want to share. And, and I was trying to build up to an idea of being called. And I think we'll, we might move there mm -hmm. and, you know, um, I can look back at my life and realize that there were just so many people uh, that planted seeds into my life. And I didn't always appreciate it at the time or recognize it at the time. Um, there was one story I shared briefly uh, because this was something that happened. Uh, the gentleman that did it for me uh, did it in confidence. He didn't want me to share too much. I, I named him Pierre, uh, just a, a fake name. Um, but Pierre uh, came up with a creative way that he used what God had given him, what he had at hand, and and really blessed me and helped me pay for college. Um, wow. Not not all of it, but it gave me a significant gift. And I'm kind of an independent person. It was my I think my first reaction was, no, you don't need to do that. But you know, 
as I look back, I'm like, yeah, you got to allow people if they want to share and invest in your life, you got to allow them to have that opportunity as well. Um, so I, I see how the, the, he was planting seeds in my life and see how they have really grown. Um, so I, I strive to be as generous as he was to me. Um, but I can look back to professors, teachers, uh, even youth pastors, or even just friends um, that have planted seeds in my life that pushed me to be a better person and really helped shape where I ended up being. I gave an example of uh, the professor at grad school that got me, allowed me to get my foot in the door at Lucent Technologies. Um, he was a tough professor. Uh, the classes were <laughs> tough, but he really pushed me and, mm-hmm. and believed in me. And, and I also gave an example of my current boss, who's been my boss uh, for most of my career, that he's also really uh, pushed me and encouraged me to, to grow and, and uh, take on new responsibilities and, and help me to become recognized in my organization and really helped to shape my career at, at Intel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I think it's solid advice for most people just like accept the help around you and mm-hmm. then also be willing to help others too. I mean, I think I can be very independent and stubborn and like it feels like it's more successful if I do it myself. But reality is like that's cutting yourself short by not accepting the people around you that are yeah. going to invest in you. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so yeah, highlight, you mentioned your calling then. You said you were leading into that point. What what's what does the word calling mean to you? It can feel like a... Right, so this is <laughs> this is actually the third time I've, I've been able to come out to Rosedale and share uh, in the Pathways Chapel. And uh, the first time I shared, this was kind of my main point of, of finding your calling. And I've tried to incorporate this point into all my talks. You know, growing up as a Mennonite preacher's kid, I always sort of thought that calling was reserved for those that were doing church work or missions Uh, work. Yes. Um, And I think there's a vocabulary issue in the church. Uh, You know, we read the Bibles, we read the scriptures, and we see how Moses was called, Abraham was called, Uh um, the disciples were called, Paul was called, but they're all doing, you know, spiritual work. Um, we, in our modern day, we talk about how pastors are called, youth pastors are called, missionaries are called. But I, I started to struggle with that several years back, and I'm thinking, well, what about the rest of us? Uh, it's pretty obvious that, that God uses all types of people. It's pretty obvious that Paul teaches how we all have a part to play in the body of Christ. And I started asking myself, well, are the rest of us called? Do people get called to be farmers or do people get called to be uh, burger flippers at McDonald's or <laughs> do people get called to be housewives mm-hmm. or, or work in big tech companies? Right. And, you know, I don't know if the calling is directly to that, but I think we're all called to, to try to imitate Christ and be more like him and take on his characteristics. Mm-hmm. And with all that, that, uh, Looking back in my my life, and especially the story of Pierre and how he was really generous with me and, and just other things, my my father was always really good with finances and taught me how to manage finances. And, and you know, God blessing me with a really good job that pays very well, um, it all came together. And I realized, you know, what God's really calling me to be is a, a man of generosity. Mm. Um, so... That, I believe, is my primary calling that I try to to live out, not with just resources, but time and uh, treasure. Um, and I, I look back, you know, my times coming to Rosedale every summer, that was fueling that too, because I enjoyed that. 
I saw how giving that week of time was, was very meaningful to myself. Um, you know, I, I did mission trips with youth groups, and that was, again, giving up time. Um, and, and like Pierre did to me, if I see a young person that's oftentimes it's going to someplace like Reach, uh, a short-term mission assignment, I, I'm, send me a support letter. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to partner with you in that. And just a blessing to, to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm very humbled. I've seen God's favor and blessing in my career. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's doing that to fuel uh, that calling of mine. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've, I've seen it all come together. Yeah. That's a super important, I think, distinguishing that calling because it can be easy to fall into that Christianese trap of I'm called to be a pastor or a missionary, but mm -hmm. not the daily. But I think God, God does want people all over. I mean, he needs people in every field serving him and building his kingdom there, which is super, yeah, it's just an important thing to grasp. I think as, especially as for those of us that are younger, maybe in processing the next steps, but probably not even just us younger people, even as you're serving in maybe a vocational role that doesn't maybe feel like missions or not acknowledging that it is missions too. in that, in that element is that. Yeah. But you'll be surprised as you may not see it right away, but you'll mm -hmm. be surprised when you look back on your life of how God was using those things. Yeah. Um, no matter where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I was just trying to encourage uh, the students that, you know, as they're processing what's next, to be open to where God wants to lead you. Um, and, and, you know, we're all called to something. Um, and, you know, just explore that and figure mm -hmm. out what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found any kind of like tension between like success in the world's eyes versus success in God's eyes? Or is there any... Yeah, another point that I brought out toward the end of my talk yesterday was, you know, don't use the world's uh, view of success to be how you measure success. Mm -hmm. You know, it should be different. But I also said, but don't be afraid to be successful as the world sees success. Because I, I've had a very successful career, and I, I'm not saying that to brag, but, you know, it's, it's humbling how God has, has really blessed my career. Mm -hmm. But I know that he's doing that because he wants me to be faithful and a steward and to use that to, to bless others. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, th there's some tension there. But if you keep your eye on Christ and, and try to uh, just acknowledge that everything comes from him and everything is to be used for his honor and for his glory, um, I think that helps to alleviate that tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, wrap up here real shortly, but just a few more questions. Um, are there, do you think there's things that, you know, as you look maybe as you're with your coworkers or people you work with, are there things that you handle differently in your job um, as a follower of Jesus? Or is there a different approach um, that you would take in your specific day-to-day -day job? Or I don't know if you have any examples of that or not. Yeah, I... It, Sometimes things can be pretty cutthroat um, and people will tear others down to make themselves look good. I try not to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I've mentioned work ethic before. Uh, that's not just a Christian characteristic, but I think Christianity plays into that, I hope. Uh -huh. um, try to do an honest uh, day's work, or if not more. Uh, try to go above and beyond what, what's asked of me and, and try to go out of my way when somebody has a question to, to really use as a teachable moment. Um, so those are just some examples that I try to do that some of my coworkers wouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. 
do you do you rub shoulders with a lot of employees then or are you mostly working or co-workers i guess or well since i i moved to ohio in uh 2017 april 2017 whenever i i got married and since then i've been working remotely uh so i don't really rub shoulders with anybody yeah. I, I'm on <laughs> calls with them all the time but right. yeah it's kind of a different dynamic since i'm i'm now in an office by myself mm-hmm. um Previous to that, yeah, you know, I interacted with with the guys and and ladies mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a different dynamic now that I, I'm working yeah. remotely, which I guess a lot of people are even right. they, in right. this in this past year. Yeah, which I guess so COVID wouldn't have affected you that. It it, it did not affect me then. a bit. Well, no, there you go. <laughs> There's some. It's nice for you. <laughs> yeah, already doing the remote exactly the remote stuff there. Yeah, no, that's cool. That was good. You didn't have to change nothing then. No, I didn't have to change hardly anything. Um, just my coworkers went online. Uh, so now instead of me dialing into a conference room full of coworkers, that we were all on mm. Microsoft Teams together. There you go. Very nice. Um, yeah, so where before we wrap up, where do you see yourself? Where's it going, basically? Do you have any big plans or big goals yet? Or are you kind of riding it out? Or you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any real big goals. Um, I'm still fairly young. I, I hope <laughs> to be working for another 10, 15 years. Uh-huh. Um, I also, since I've been in this area, Rosedale's given me the opportunity to be an adjunct faculty member. Oh, cool. Um, had a good student across the table from me this past oh, fall. Oh, all right. <laughs> and uh, I got no. a good teacher across from me. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, I, I really enjoy that. I teach one class in the fall and the evenings because uh, my schedule doesn't really allow me to do it during the day. Um, and I enjoy that. And so I don't know, maybe 10 years from now or so, you know, get away from the stress of the big tech company and maybe uh, do some more teaching, mm-hmm. some more adjuncting or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, before we wrap up here, uh, got a question, Matt? Go ahead. Yeah, it. I got one. Um, and that's just, it's something I, I, I try to ask uh, anyone who's like a, lot, a decent amount older than me and who's experienced a lot through life. Are, and, you, are you saying I'm old? No, no, Rich, you're not old. You're not old. <laughs> you just have a lot more experience yes, than I do yes. and a lot more wisdom. And, and I am old. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's just like if looking back over your life, if there's like one piece of advice that you could give um, to someone, I guess, like, I guess in my shoes, because I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to start life. You could say mm-hmm. I already started, but mm-hmm. just something starting out, like, what, what would you say, like, I guess that they should do more of? Um, just keep trying things, trying things until you find what really drives you. Um, you know, don't be afraid if you fail. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You just learn from that. And uh, try new things and keep learning, keep exploring. Uh, there's just a, a great big world out there to explore and, and lots of knowledge to acquire. Um, just find your passions and, and go with that. And allow God to shape that. I will, I will definitely try to do that then. Yeah, no, that's cool. I think that's a great uh, summary point just to kind of wrap up um, this this conversation with. Um, yeah, thanks, Rich, for sharing just mm-hmm your story and kind of the road God's taken you on. And yeah, I think I just encourage, I think everyone in any season really just to kind of continue to take that next step, continue doing something, but always just acknowledging that, you know, God's going to take it somewhere and Mm -hmm. he's going to lead you. And um, yeah, I think that about concludes our time here, unless there's any last second thoughts. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us and keep checking back. We'll hopefully have a lot more, 
Pathway conversations as well as chapel talks and some other things on the horizons here at Rosedale. So thank you so much for checking in.